0: Big Red Revival.
1: All right, welcome back into the Big Red Revival Podcast, season three, episode two. Uh, a lot has changed since the last time uh, we left off in the 2020 season to uh, the beginning of this 2021 season. Um, some of the people would say that, uh, you know, college football has changed forever. Some people might say college football is ruined forever. There's been a lot of changes. Um, Start with the national image and likeness. Um, <laughs> this has been a, ha- a highly debated subject for the last 10, 15 years about paying the kids. And, you know, it, it kind of took away one of our favorite pastimes, the, uh, college football NCAA game that uh, they took away about seven, eight years ago or whatever. But, um, you know, with all the money being made in sports and especially from the football team, um, it was only a matter of time before this got changed. And then finally the, uh, the whole government had to step up and uh, force the NCA 2A's hand, which still not quite sure what what they're in place for or what they actually do. But um, what do you do here? <laughs> yeah, what, what is uh, what is actually your job title? What, what do you do? Um, no one quite knows yet. You know, Mark Emmert, he's still sitting on his hands. He's about as helpful as Kevin Warren is. You know, yeah. I'm not sure what those They're guys are uh, for sure. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure what the hell they do or are supposed to do, but it seems like a bunch of nothing besides, you know, ruining everybody's fun. But uh, it was only a matter of time before this name, image and likeness thing got done. And it took, uh, you know, Congress all of, you know, six hours to pass it and so now every state had to just go ahead and comply with it uh, but yeah it's going to change the scape of college football and it's probably uh you know some teams are going to benefit from it i think uh the university of nebraska is in a nice position to benefit from these changes to name engine likeness because one thing i do know that there's plenty of money to go around here in the state of nebraska and a plenty lots of money that is being willing to be spent on the football team so What's what's your thoughts on the nameage and the being passed, and how do you think this is going to play out?
0: Um, you know, I wasn't real fond of it to to go in or going into it. You know, I just not not that I don't think that they they deserve to be paid because they do. You know, they do a lot yeah. for you know the bottom line of every university. But um, you know, I just I didn't think that there was a real solid plan really going in, and and we're kind of seeing that it's a little bit of the wild wild west right now. You know, everyone's kind of signing with everybody and it's hard to keep up with, you know, all the deals that are being done and the revenue being brought in and this and that. And, you know, we've heard about, you know, different coaches using it as like recruiting tool now that, you know, my quarterbacks earned a million dollars, hasn't taken a snap and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, if if it does stick around and it gets, you know, a little bit more controlled, whatever that means, I don't know. But um, it can be, you know, really valuable, you know, for the for these student athletes and in, in their professional professional lives. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're dealing with these companies, they're dealing with like real life money. And they're, you know, dealing with, you know, endorsed tax man. Yeah, the tax man <laughs> and things like that. And, you know, a right. lot of times that's, that's, those are types of things that you, you know, encounter in real life that don't always get you know, introduced to you when you're getting to that point. So um, this, this could be really, really valuable for them that, um, you know, maybe you don't, you don't get in college courses or high school classes. And, and so, um, you know, that's, 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 you know, that's kind of where, where my mind went. Uh, But obviously, you know, like anything else, you know, when there's money, you know, it can tend to get ugly too. And so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out in the next year, two, three um and you know, where where it all, you know, ends up ultimately. So
1: Yeah, you know, I was a uh, you know, for the beginning years of this, I was definitely, you know, the you know, old man get off my yard guy of uh, you know, thinking, hey, your scholarship is enough for you. I mean, they pay for all your food, they you're bored, and then they were giving them stipends, which I believe was eighteen hundred dollars a month, you know, eighteen hundred dollars a month after tax, you know, if I can just straighten your pocket if you don't you gotta pay for food and food and room i mean you you know that's a nice little chunk of change so i was i was in the camp of you know this is you don't need to pay the kids and you know um i think that what's going to eventually happen is a lot of these kids are going to figure out that uh they're not as uh not what's the word i'm looking for here uh not as bit or uh, profitable as they might think like they're bringing in all that fans are coming here to see me. It's like, you no, know, fans, you know, they can line up anybody in those red jerseys on Saturdays and in the fall, and I'm still going to tune in. So I don't really care who's behind the jerseys. There's going to be four or five kids on each team that are going to be able to turn a profit and make a nice little chunk of change and, you know, if you're on a big a winning team, you're going to be able to make, you know, six figures, you know, Nick Saban's talking about a million dollars for his quarterback. And, you know, there's quarterbacks you think about in the past, you know, the Johnny Menzels and the Vince Youngs and the Tebow's and those guys. They made money like, anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were making, they were making, you know, I think, you know, Johnny went on the Johnny football, went on that, uh, the Bustin' with the Boys mm-hmm. podcast with our boy, Will Compton. And he said he took, you know, like forty fifty thousand $50,000. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's about, you know, Less than, you know, <laughs> he'd, he'd probably be making about $10 million, you know, his, his last two years there at AM. So uh So definitely left a little money on the table, they would say. Uh, but I think a lot of these guys are going to realize that, uh, you know, you, you got to be, one, putting up some numbers on the field or be on a Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State type team. And I think these some of these guys are going to get humbled up very quickly. But I also think it's gonna be a great recruiting tool. You know, if Nick Saban's saying my quarterback's making a million dollars a year, yeah, well, you know what? I'm I might be be interested in going to (laughs) I would like to maybe play quarterback for you then, sir. So, you know, anytime I see Adrian Martinez posting shit, you know, I'm quick to like like and shit, it's like I'm just trying to pad your pockets, man, for you know. My man got a degree. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So uh, You know, definitely trying to show the guys love and some likes and clicks or whatever on their Instagrams to uh, help them out. But um, I think like most things, I think they're saying like the top 10 uh, highest paid people so far through this whole thing are fucking all women's sports, mm-hmm. which, you know, that makes sense. Like um, I said, I didn't used to think they shouldn't be paid. But, you know, the way kids are able to monetize themselves these days, with TikTok, with the YouTube and all these YouTubers living in. 30 million dollar mansions and making all this money and TikTok kids are, you know, they're all over. They're like normal celebrities at this point. So um do you do you dabble in the TikTok? You on there? I I do a little bit. It's it, it, <laughs> you, you're not dancing or anything, you're just
0: on there. No, 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 no. I do I I don't have even like a picture on my <laughs> profile, but I um I go down some some rabbit holes and you right. know, I mostly it just comes up as golf instructional videos or something, something like that. I was a big fan of Vine,
1: so it's like the yep. Vine uh, V two, if you will. Right, basically, yeah, just a nice reformed version of it. But yeah, the, I mean that that YouTube and uh, TikTok algorithm they've really got uh, they've really got me pegged. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost it's almost scary about like, oh, how do you know I wanted to watch this? You know, like. It's, it's really odd. It's like Husker stuff. Then I'm like, oh, you want to watch some old WWF stuff? I'm like, of course I would like to watch Stone Cold stun 30 people like, in a row. Get you out know? of my like, head. Yeah, exactly. How did you know this? How did you know I wanted to go from here to there? So, yes, the rabbit holes are definitely real and algorithms are definitely elite. So, um, you know, when you see kids monetizing things like that, you know, it was only a matter of time before we get to this point where uh, the, the students are allowed to. and. Um, like I said, I think Nebraska is going to really benefit from it. And, you know, there's the runs that came out and, you know, they said they're going to sponsor the athletes and there's so many big, uh, even fortune five, five, fortune 500 companies here in the state of Nebraska that, uh, you know, I'm expecting that are you know, maybe going to step in and make some sizable donations and, uh, sponsorships. If, uh, you know, Nebraska one starts winning again, cause, you know they businesses at the end of the day are going to be about their money and they're going to be about that roi so they're going to need a little return on their investment so um it's going to be the wild wild west here for the first couple years of this but uh it'll end up shaking out and it, it'll it be end up being an afterthought here in five years we'll be like oh yeah remember when they used to not be able to pay these kids and shit that was that was weird you know <laughs> so it'll be like that but um the other, you know, major thing, well, before we get into the major, major thing that happened, but uh, p- piggybacking on this in, uh, NIL thing, um, recently the number one quarterback of the uh, 2022 class, the the Ewers from uh, Texas going to Ohio State, the quarterback that uh, maybe has the best arm I've uh, ever seen as, for somebody under the age of 20, kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers release. Um, he's skipping his senior year of high school to enroll early before he can start getting that money apparently he's got already a million dollars on the on the table for him so do you think that's starting this can maybe be something we start to see kids leaving early from high school and often out of their high school senior year of football to uh to jump into college
0: i'm blanking on his name who was the guy from vegas the high school quarterback Martell. he's tate martell v2 already
1: like (laughs) Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I, hey, he's back in Vegas now. Tate Yeah, he just I'm sure he is. UNLV.
0: Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he is. Um, no, <laughs> I, I don't like it. I mean, dude, as as you and I both know, like you gotta whether there's a million dollars waiting for you or not. Like, it's gonna be there still next year. It's gonna be there still. Just play your senior year with your boys, like unless right. unless he's one of those traveling. Traveling, uh, no, high these, are, and, yeah, these are these are his mean,
1: boys, boys that he you know grew up with elementary with and shit. I don't like that. I mean, dude, he's
0: already got his head in the wrong spot, and he's only probably seventeen years old. Like, right. I just I don't I don't like that at all. You know, sure, if he gets he gets to college, he's eighteen or you know whatever, and he wants to start making those decisions, fine, but. Um, If you if your head's already there at seventeen, your head's in the wrong spot. You don't have a love for the game. You have a love for the money, and Mm -hmm. you're you're never going to be a dog on the field in that in that case. Because if your head's already there, like you don't have a desire to play the game, you have a desire to make money, and
1: and that's that's what the game can bring you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just ultimately gonna it's going to fault you in the end because. Right. You're not I mean if you want me to get deep into the football talk here like you're not going to dive for that extra yard, you're not going to do all those extra things on the field that separates you from a different player. You're just right. going to slide at the goal line and shit like that and, and yep. you're never going to I don't know. I I don't like it. I think it's a bad move. I think it makes you know, sure it's going to put money in your pocket, but it's not going to make you look good in front of any of the teammates in the in the foreseeable future no
1: and you know like you said these are the his buddies buddies he's not one of those guys that was uh you know then transferred to four schools in three years and shit these are the dudes he grew up with and you know i mean we we grew up playing football together we won a state championship our junior year as if you as a starting quarterback if you just said you know peace out fucking fuck you our senior year i'm out of here you know i'd be like damn, your office like that, you know, you just <laughs> take it, you're just out of here. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's just looking at it from that perspective of, uh, you know, these are your boys. These are the times that you're going to remember the most. I mean, mm-hmm. we're 35 years old and, you know, that state championship is still talked about. I mean, talk about fucking, someone brings it up, whether we're out playing golf or wherever, it gets brought up all the time. So it's just, you know, being able to accomplish something with the guys that you grew up with your buddies that, uh, you know, you really went through life with. Uh, I think it's just a really special, special thing. And, you know, kids really need to, I think, that, uh, enjoy the process more because, you know, looking back on it, you know, when we're that age, you're probably wanting to become an adult faster. And then once you become an adult, you're like, man, I wish I have just really – enjoyed it while i had it before i had to you mm-hmm. know be an adult and have a job and kids and family and all the stresses of real life it's like just be as a kid as long as you can you know like yeah. it, it's like you've got you've got 18 years to be a kid you know you've got the rest of your life to be an adult mm-hmm. like, that money ain't going nowhere and just uh, keep going on that not not to mention he's going into a packed where are a packed uh qb room i mean currently ohio state has two five-star quarterbacks and one four-star quarterback, they're all in the freshman class. So now they add another five-star. So now they have three five-star freshman quarterbacks in their QB room. I, I don't really I don't really get how kids keep choosing the same four or five schools. It's like, do you, do you not look at the depth chart on this shit? And, I mean, how, how does this many top guys end up at one spot? I understand Ohio State's a top two school. I understand that. And if you're a top player, you should want to go there. But – do you guys not – I mean, you're going to be transferring out, so you're going to waste a whole year of your time because, you know, oh, I wanted to go to Ohio State instead of maybe picking – I don't know. I mean, Michigan, Penn State, and they were not like you're picking, you know, a bunch of fucking bums, but it's like how does one team have three five-star freshman quarterbacks on their team?
0: He, he could just go to Rice. I know there's a starting spot open there. <laughs> oh, little, fucking little easy. He ain't
1: taking it. Uh, oh, exactly. Easy. Or, or maybe, the play for these guys,
0: maybe the play for these guys is they go to these big-time schools, and if they don't play, they don't play, but they know that they can just oh, up and leave, and I'll just go take the next best school.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just, so it's just the transfer and shit. It, it's whatever, but they need to refine some of those rules and get it down to where you just can't. Oh, I'm out of here. See, I'll be playing against you next year. It's like, like these motherfuckers are transferring into rival schools and playing right away. It's like that's that's not how this should be. I mean, we so have one, it's just, Oliver Martin. Yeah. Well, he's transferred three times. He, yeah, he I know. started at Michigan. Fucking big went 10 to, schools. Yeah, but he's a walk on here too, right? Though he better be. I think he's a walk-on. But I just don't I just don't understand the psyche of uh just I mean I guess if you're, I guess you're probably thinking, you know, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to be a QB one day one, but I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. It's just, uh, just crazy how quickly things have progressed in one off season, you know, the end of last season ended. And then, uh, this is a completely different sport (laughs) off the field, uh, here in college football on the field. I, you know, it's still going to look the same, but, Mm -hmm. uh, off the field, I mean, it's completely different. Um, And speaking of completely different college football changing, you know, the biggest move I would say potentially and maybe in our lifetime for college football, um, Texas and Oklahoma decided to pack up their shit and, uh, you know, pack their bags in the middle of the night and dip out to the SEC without uh, without telling anybody. I mean, it kind of there was like a tweet last week. And I was like, uh, okay. Maybe they're thinking about it. And then within five days, it's like, and we've signed the paperwork. So we're out of here. It's like, it's like, what the fuck happened? Um, And of course they're saying, well, we're going to stay until 2025, you know, I mean, kind of like real life where, you know, boyfriend and girlfriends usually break up around a lease, you know, it's like, Hey, I should break with this bitch, but you know, There's three months left on the lease. I'll I'll just say I can make it till March, you know, like everybody's been in that situation. Like, uh, I'm not going to tell her till, you know, about February 14th that uh, it ain't working out. I'm going to be getting the best. Yeah, keep that change in the pocket. Exactly. Exactly. You can't be breaking up before the lease breaks, man. Shit. Who's got money like that? But um oh, and you said February
0: 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So
1: oh, it also makes sense that way too. Yep, exactly. And you ain't got a private present and that way. She knows why you don't Bing-o. have a present for her. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a present and I'm moving out. So <laughs> so there's that. Uh, <laughs> kind of got off track there. But uh, <laughs> no, there's I mean, there's no way that they stay till twenty twenty five. I mean, these guys are gonna be in the SEC next year, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's. It, um, do you think that this is the first move of many, or um, you think there's more shit to come, uh, or do you, or do you think this is it? You think they're just going to move to 16 teams and have, you know, five of the seven top brands in college football, or what do you think? Where's the end game out here? It's hard to think what
0: I, I mean, it's hard to think what's going to happen. It's just, it's just such a like crazy shift in power and you know everything else that goes along with it but i don't i think this is just like the tip of the iceberg to be honest like i think right i think we're on our way i mean this isn't the first time that it's been introduced that it's going to go to four major conferences and that's it like yeah that was that was kind of the uh the hush hush talk like when when the big 10 um like
1: started when grow, went over there, when, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and all, uh, and you know, amongst the other moves with, you know, other schools, but I, I just think that like this, this will be um kind of the, the move that sets off, you know, a whole different landscape of college football,
1: right? Because, and, you know, I,
0: yeah, no, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I think that you know. Texas and Oklahoma are obviously huge brands in college football. You know, as we mentioned, the blue bloods and and things right. like that. But um, Oklahoma's coming out better than Texas by a long shot here. And yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I do because money talks, but I don't understand what Texas is doing because Texas, if Oklahoma leaves. Texas might as well just call the Big 12 the te- the the Longhorn uh, conference because they could have done that.
1: Yeah, they already so basically owned the, the conference.
0: Long, they they were yeah, right, the, the Longhorn there. network. Yeah, I mean, they could have they could have taken that over and done whatever they wanted to, but they just feel like they have to go neck and neck with Oklahoma all the time even though they haven't right. been close for a long time. I don't know. They they look stupid in all this yeah. Oklahoma has just stayed quiet and i appreciate that about them because they're going to go over there and just be in a better conference giving themselves even better of a shot than they've already had at getting to that peak of the college football
1: landscape right and for me it, d- it really doesn't make a lot of sense for either team uh, you know they say it's a money grab and it's like texas is already number one in money by yeah. a long fucking stretch mm-hmm. i mean they're printing money down there in texas and then for oklahoma it's like you're already a perennial playoff team. All you got to do is win a very soft, easy, big, big 12 schedule. And you're in the playoffs. It's not like you've been making these runs and getting left out of the playoffs. It's like you've been there, I think three of the last five years. So it doesn't really make sense to me on either. Um, You also have these fucking stupid ass sec fans are like, uh, Oklahoma going to be about the fourth or fifth best team in the, the big, the sec and Texas going to be at the bottom. It's like, So the preseason number one team in the country is going to be the fourth or fifth best team in the conference. Huh? Okay. So Vanderbilt. Yeah. It's like, I mean, what the fuck are you guys talking about, man? The sec, you know, fucking dick riders are just, just crazy. Just, Oh, they're going to be middle of the road teams. It's like, what, what are you talking about is going to be a middle of the road, road team like what, what what have you been seeing like what are you what are you talking about man so the, you know they your guys is, uh, what, the East Division champion Florida they just fucking rolled them up by what 10 15 points last year in the bowl game well, and know, they probably mention, didn't want to be
0: there not they to mention didn't want the to be Missouri there if they
1: weren't the championship not
0: to mention Missouri just won the east
1: a couple of years ago too it's like right yeah and the thing also the thing I don't get about it is like it's hard when's the last time we've seen two Two to or even three, elite teams in one conference. Like it's hardly ever anymore. I mean, like you, you got your Alabama's in the SEC, Georgia. you got Luke's in the ACC. You've got you got Georgia Oklahoma's occasionally. Ba- yeah, but they're always a bridesmaid, never a yeah, bride. Correct. Like my, you know, my mom lives down there in Georgia now, and you know, of course, they're big Bulldogs fans down there, and she. She said, "Oh, they were talking stuff about the Husker." I go, "Mom, tell them the last time they won a national championship, I wasn't even born yet. All right, tell them to shut the fuck up. They haven't done, they haven't won a sh- championship since 1980. Okay, so it's like they're they're very good, but they're they're never feel like they're ever going to take that next step. Yeah. So it feels like there's just one powerhouse in each conference, and now you know, like take Florida for last year. I like I thought Florida was potentially a top ten team last year." they ended up with four fucking losses. Like yeah. who's going to remember a four loss season? You know, that's what it's going to end up being like, it'll probably be two top teams and then everybody else can have four and five, six losses. And then who remembers a five loss, six loss season? I mean, it's really going to screw over the middle of the road teams. You know, your, your Arkansas your Tennessee's your, um, uh shit who else is over there uh missouri's you know your teams like that that are in the middle that are now you know like oh we went six Kentucky, and six SEC. Kentucky's trying Kentucky. to make it come up you know and yeah they're not going exactly to you're going six and six and now it's like oh well now we might be going four and eight instead of six and six now so just really doesn't make a lot of sense to me but um the wheels are starting to tr- uh turn on this whole change and I feel I couldn't feel any less confident of who B- the Big Ten has at the helm. I mean, this guy is an absolute moron. I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin Warren, I mean, you know, the Big Ten media days, he comes out and, you know, he's got a chance to reflect on his actions last year and all the bullshit he said and did and didn't do. And, you know, they asked me, you know, any changes you like would have done different? No. It's like, <laughs> it's like none, none. You did everything exactly how you think it should have went, huh? Like just so I just couldn't feel any worse about who the Big Ten has at the helm. I, I think Barry Alvarez is supposed to be the conference realignment czar for the Big Ten. So I like that because he's definitely a you know, a bulldog and gonna get some shit done. But um, you know, you've heard the Big Twelves trying to maybe join into the pack the Pac Twelve, and you've heard absolutely nothing from from the big 10. And I just do not like who the big 10 has in charge. I feel like we, if Ohio state decides to bolt in the middle of the night, you know, the big 10 is now left holding the bag and looking like a pretty worthless conference, basically a bunch yeah. of has-beens. And normally you'd think, Oh, why would
0: Ohio state bolt? They, they win every year. Oklahoma you know, left. Why would Oklahoma. Why would Oklahoma, you know, <laughs> exactly. Oklahoma, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. So, um what, what do you think the best bet is for the big 10 you know there's a couple different things they could do they one could the first thing you need to do is go to ohio state and say are you guys good Yeah, you're good okay we'll stay pat and then you know if in a perfect world we could in a perfect world we would add uh notre dame and kansas you get a powerhouse in football in notre dame and you get a powerhouse in basketball and they're both regionally they're right in our footprint Notre Dame doesn't want to fucking come or otherwise they would have already did it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it doesn't, Kansas, it doesn't like, help us that they went to the ACC last year either. Like, right. And then Kansas, it's like, okay, you guys are a powerhouse in basketball and that would help us. And you know, that's cool. And I'm a big Kansas basketball fan, but you're the worst team in football the and you are going to become the worst team in the worst big 10 west ever yeah like not 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 just like you know a a team that's been you know middle role never really done much (laughs) no no you're the worst team in college football you're in and you're out so that's a terrible (laughs) look so there's those options you could go and look maybe at grabbing the four teams in texas adding that texas footprint go get baylor tech um uh, Houston and uh, who's the other team there uh, and TCU and give yourself that Texas footprint or which is what I think we should do. I think we should not join up with the PAC 12, but basically make a schedule alliance with them, you know, like the big 10 sec or ACC challenge of basketball. Like instead of our non-conference games being against fucking uh, Fordham and shit like that, we just, we're scheduling uh PAC 12 teams instead of uh, Instead of uh non-conference games and we just kind of have a crossover like Big Twelve already made old... that call today. Yeah, they made that call, but fucking Big Twelve has no bargaining chips. No, yeah, no, they, <laughs> they have got, no leverage no whatsoever. Yeah. They've got no leverage whatsoever. So it's like <laughs> yeah. if we make that call, we've got some leverage. Like maybe it depends on already... who makes the call though. Yeah, not Kevin. No, you, you gotta know. put Barry on the phone. Put Barry, give Barry the phone. Yeah. Um so I think something like that would work out nicely. Um but I don't know what's what's gonna happen, but uh, you know, if I'm Nebraska, I'm uh, I'm not just gonna sit around and Yeah, if I'm Nebraska, I'm not gonna sit around and let the Big Ten, you know, sit around and decide my future. Um if I'm Nebraska and, and Trev Alberts, I'm gonna go ahead and pick up the phone and call Greg Sen- Greg Sankey and the SEC and kick the tires to see you know if maybe they would be interested in uh you know uh, having Nebraska join up into the SEC. Um, you know, with all that's happened already in the last few years, the whole pan- pandemic situation last year about them canceling football, um, and then re- and then coming after Nebraska, you know, the s- national talking heads from the Big Ten, the Desmond Howards, the Michael Wilbons, you know, talking about how Nebraska needs to get their ass up out the s or out out the big 10, you know, I, if I'm Trev Alberts, I'm calling up Greg Sankey and seeing if the SEC would be interested in, in us joining up there. I mean, you know, if you really look at it, I think the that Nebraska actually kind of more aligns with SEC than it does with the big 10 at this point. I mean, you know, they're making a big deal out of this whole AAU thing that, uh, you know, I had never even heard of before in my life. You know, I hear AAU, I'm thinking, you know, 15 and 16 year olds playing basketball in the summertime, not uh, some, some uh, you know, uh, goddamn scholarship grants or you know research money that uh, apparently that that it is but uh, you know that now that Nebraska's not even an AAU school anymore like the every every other single team in the Big Ten um, I would be calling the SEC and uh, kicking the tires on them and I think that uh, you know our values align a lot with the SEC um, last year when we wanted to play football the SEC you know never wavered in their stance on it um, they're all in on football um, and then they love to play big-time baseball which you know I think nebraska with will bolt and the direction the baseball team's heading in that uh you know it'd be nice to be playing in a powerful conference like the sec for baseball because let's just be honest the big 10 baseball league is uh you know (laughs) is an absolute joke um so there's not much competition there so it would be nice to maybe get aligned with them in that and you also once again you've got some built-in rivals already i mean obviously you've got texas and oklahoma coming there and then you have the likes of uh, missouri which is one of our biggest foes back from our Big eight and big twelve days. And then, you know, our newly acquired foe in uh Arkansas, otherwise known as Arkansas, since uh this whole debacle in the uh baseball regional. So, you know, and I don't I think I don't think people realize how close Arkansas actually is, you know. It's actually closer than a lot of the Big Ten schools already. It's about five hours, five and a half hours down the road. So, um, if I'm Trev Alberts, I'm definitely putting a call to Greg Sankey and the SEC and seeing uh what their interest, gauge their interest interest on what it would be like for uh, if, you know, wanting to be uh have the Nebraska Cornhuskers joined up in the SEC. So all I know is this, that the, you know, this isn't the only thing that's going to happen. It's just not Texas and Oklahoma are going to, you know, move over to the SEC and then uh, everybody else is just going to stay put. So, um, you know, you know, it's, uh, I had to be looking out for my school's best interest and uh, you know, Trev Alberts uh, is you know, showing that he's willing to make those tough decisions as he did, you know, at UNO that people are still uh, crying about him cu- cutting the wrestling and football program. It's like, that today day he's going to make a decision that you know best suits the school and best suits uh the business end of things so i trust trev albert's uh you know i'd be bet willing to bet that he's uh definitely at least kicking the tires on that idea of nebraska to the sec you know if we can go four and eight in the the big 10 you know we might as well get our ass kicked in the sec so um and it might just you know help us out with branding and uh help us uh elevate our level in football so i don't know but uh i'll tell you like i said it's not the Last move that's been made, it's just not. It's just not going to be Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, and then everybody else is just kind of standing around, looking around, not doing anything. So there is going to be more pieces to fall. So I just want to make sure Nebraska, and you know, if we're standing in the Big Ten, the Big Ten is uh, you know ready to make a move at a moment's notice. And I've got absolutely zero faith in Kevin Warren to be aggressive and make a good decision because this day and age, aggressive wins, and uh, Kevin Warren has shown to be anything but aggressive. So. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Nebraska's got to, you know, put up on the field. I mean, the brand and the history and the traditional is only going to take you so far. We've got to start putting up some wins on the field and, you know, getting back to at least being a respectable program that's, uh, you know, eight, eight, nine win range. So before we start thinking about anything else besides, you know, moving conferences and all this crap. So first thing we need to do is start uh, start elevating our performance on the field. And uh, that starts in two weeks from Saturday. August 28th, uh, you know, it's almost already here. So um, it it needs to be all in for Illinois and let all that other stuff fall to the wayside. So uh, next week, uh, we'll be taking a look at the uh, upcoming season and finally start talking football. It's right around the corner. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. The Big Red Revival. Thank you. This is the Big Red Revival.